Welcome to Batten Down the Hatches, the podcast where three generations of battens navigate the waters of life. In this week's episode, we've got weddings on the brain, or at least I do. I asked my co-hosts for their experiences and thoughts surrounding marriage as a symbol of status. The bias that married individuals are somehow more settled and dependable may be unfounded and unfair, but the advantages of marriage as an institution are very real. Let's dive in. So I'm starting to notice a pattern that um, this podcast has become the let's talk about what's going on in Amanda's life show. (laughs) (laughs) That's just because you're only one week away from your wedding. It's not... Has nothing to do with the what talk about Amanda show. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to. I w- I've been thinking about um, weddings and marriage, as you might imagine. And um, <laughs> that having been said, we're going to talk about Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that having been said, let's have, have another Amanda show. Yes, exactly. Welcome to the Amanda <laughs> show. That was a show. Amanda Bynes on Nickelodeon. Um, So back in the day, I read an article on Psychology Today, which I will attempt to find and post a link to in the show notes. Oh, nice. Um, It talked about there being a bias towards married individuals and how they are seen as more um, professional and secure. So yeah, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that not that the bias exists because i know it exists but like whether or not it's fair um and yes a long time ago and i can't tell you how long ago but it was actually part of um part of a application for a job Mm -hmm. you know whether you were married or not Mm -hmm. and um and not unusual to put in a resume. Um, I know, you know, a long time ago when I wasn't self-employed. Um, yeah, m- mentioning that uh, I felt like mentioning that I was married and with children um, represented a certain groundedness in me that I was... Um, somehow more reliable because, you know, I'm going to show up on Monday morning because I got a family to support. Mm. Interesting. So may, may, maybe there's something to that or maybe it's just in my head. It's all the bias. Well, <coughs> you automatically have to learn how to interact and um, coordinate things with another individual in your life and so that you have some kind of social factor where you're required to make um, concessions and to have a relationship where you can get, have the give and take and stuff. And so when they see this on your resume that you've already in that type of situation where you're interacting and dealing with someone on a daily basis, mm-hmm. maybe, just maybe, that's part of it. I don't know. For me, at least, as I've been going through planning the wedding, like planning the wedding in and of itself, I realize that there's a big difference between a wedding and a marriage, and there's a big difference between like a successfully executed event and um you know something that's just kind of thrown together or whatever but um yeah plan i (laughs) planning i do feel like i could put like i planned my wedding on like (laughs) a a resume because in addition to i mean 
you you take that sort of like interpersonal like conflict management and then like expand it out to like everyone that you have to interact with to pull off a wedding and um yeah i've been really um stretched i see it as like a good thing like in a like i'm growing but <laughs> it's definitely very challenging to plan a wedding well <laughs> to just say that you're uh, you know it's really funny how dismissive people are about people's titles and stuff you know they say oh well i'm a, an event planner Oh, well, you just put on parties, you know. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> that's not really how it works. This person's pulling their hair out, you know, coordinating, you know, a hundred people doing a hundred different tasks to put on this one event that everybody sits around and enjoys themselves and goes, oh, the wine's so good, so, and the food was all right, and this and that. And it's like no appreciation for what those individuals did to create that and make that mm -hmm. for them. Um, which is unfortunate. It's funny because when you said that, I sort of see um, the the like stereotype of the sort of like wife that just like organize organizes like uh, like charity functions or whatever, and how everyone like sees her as like. And granted, this is like the movies. I don't know. I don't personally know. You know the kind of people who coordinates charity auctions, but um, you know you see that in the movies all the time. Well, Where, but. Um, <laughs> I, I will say just that yeah it's it's very it's very yeah but then they end up always making fun of that one because like yeah and oh, that she's was just a busybody yeah that was my point was that that was that it's always seen as like oh you're just the woman that doesn't work and like just organizes these like you only care about the social the social calendar but it's like it uh, takes a lot a, to plan you stuff. have a social calendar thanks to her that's why you have a social calendar yeah all these people are like again coming to these events that she's putting on you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I think my uh, my life on the social end may have been pretty boring if it wasn't for the fact that your mother threw great parties, and you know, especially at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And when I got married, um, I just showed up on the day they told me to show up. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't involved in the planning, and you know, I know a great deal of planning went into it mm -hmm. um I, I i just i just didn't know where to contribute and i don't think anybody asked me <laughs> yeah that's one thing that i've noticed and um i guess the benefit of being in a same-sex relationship is that there are there's no like fallback of like this person does this and this person does mm -hmm. that. So, um, do you feel like it's more of a team effort or? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I feel like we, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because we went to a party and the guys were kind of like talking about the plans and stuff and how kind of, kind of a similar attitude of like, Oh, well I just showed up on my wedding day kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's nice for you <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I want to be involved, obviously, but I just think it's funny that for so long there is that sort of gender divide between like, oh, these people plan the weddings and these people just show up to the weddings kind of a thing. And yeah. I think moving forward, like, I don't know, I feel like my generation is a little bit more egalitarian, but um, yeah, for me, it's, or for Tiff and I, we always, um, there are no default settings and so we just have to figure sure. things out as we go along. But And I think that um, it's, it is a stereotype that I see perpetuated in 
the movies and whatnot that the the wedding is really the the bride's event, and 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 the groom. Yeah, he's kind of the guy that shows up. As far as those roles go, uh, once mm-hmm. again, I, being a stay-at-home dad for six months, I greatly... Six years. Six, oh, thank you. Six years. <laughs> I uh, greatly appreciated the... Uh, I appreciated it before that, but I appreciate you know the, all that goes into being the, the person that stays at the home and takes care of everything. Um, and yeah, people think... Oh, you seem so together. You have all this stuff done, so on and so forth. But, you know, behind every great individual is another individual that's doing all of the... All the work. The rust running around and all the work, yeah. Mm, yes, that, so. that awesome book I read, The Power of Two, mm. I think, something like that. Powers of Two. Powers of Two, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That was a Radio West episode um, in 2014, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Um, so what are some ways in which you feel like that, um, bias is unfair? Well, I think right away you talk about when you're married, things that I've, I've witnessed myself in the past of people that have married for the benefits of being married. Um, and, and just the fact that they can get cheaper insurance, that they can, um, you know, all, all the benefits that they can get from the state, especially if, like, they're on some kind of welfare program and stuff, if they're married with kids, they get more and blah, blah, blah. So that's one of the biases. The other one is, like you were talking about in the job, and the fact that they th- they automatically think that you have a higher social skill or level or ability than the normal individual. So, yeah, I, I just, I've noticed... In the past, I, even myself, have you know wanted to be able to have the benefits of being married and being together, and it's not because of the relationships; it's because of the as the worldly aspect and the worldly view of being married and the benefits that come from that, and uh, from jobs for, to you name it, anything. And it's and yeah. So when you say there's a worldly bias toward it, towards it there definitely is i mean look at the immigration issues if they're single you know there's they're like more likely to be deported or less likely to be approved you know um if they're married they're more likely and if they have kids they're more likely you know so i think the bias is um well i wonder i've never i haven't i have i've never worked in this uh arena but I think back to the evolution of technology and all of the time that, you know, the Steve Wozniaks and, and uh, Gates, Bill Gates, and, and those kinds of people were putting in ridiculous amount of hours programming and creating. And cre- those kinds of jobs, I think, would be better suited for somebody who doesn't have the family waiting at home and the kids and et cetera, et cetera, it, at least from an employer standpoint, you know, you know, so is there a bias? So you're talking about a reverse bias. Yeah. yeah. In other words, a bias against the person that has a family because they're not going to be as committed to the job. And there's been mo- many of movies that have been that, that promote that, that say, you know, these power people that are in power positions and they say, and we put and devoted all my time to my job. So I didn't think about that until just now, as James said it, said it. Well, I know as I have hired 
people over the years that when there's a family, children, whatever the case, um, you do find yourself, well, I guess I do, um, making certain um, concessions. So, you know, if a project has to end by a certain time because maybe I've got somebody involved who has to deal with something on a personal level, um, and that's what that's what made it came, come to mind is just that you know where I'm where I'm single and I don't have anything to do and I don't have a life and <laughs> you know, I, I can just work all day long. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I do think there probably is some like I'm sure it's some sort of like arc of stabi- stability in your quote unquote family life leading to stability in your work life. And I feel like a lot of times you kind of like quote like these outliers of like, oh, well, you would think that like in this situation that would be better. But um, th- again, those are like outliers because mm-hmm. I don't know. But th- that was just kind of like a side thought. But what is an outlier? An, out- an, an outlier. The third time you guys Sorry. have said a word, <laughs> I have no freaking clue. So somebody an- who's an exception to the yeah. norm, an yeah. exception to the rule. So Steve Jobs is an outlier. He, he, he's not your average. He's not Steve. your average person. Yeah, so in, in other words, and it's funny that you say that because that's what I was thinking is the, the situation that he's referring to is like the top 10% yeah. of the employment people. Yeah. yeah. 10, and 20%. The, the other norm mm-hmm. per se is the, the ones that we're talking about with regards to the marriage having a good effect on it. But well, the the headhunter, the ones that are the real high, yeah, the high CEO types and stuff like that. Yeah. So, they, I, but I, I don't know if this is maybe the right time to interject this. But as you as we're talking about this, I'm thinking, okay, what if the situation had been reversed? What if I hadn't have had five kids and a wife and whatnot? What would I have? How how, how would I have interfaced with the work? Force. What would I have done as far as business is concerned? It's a, and you know, I, I, I find that the family was very often the reason for continuing to work, continuing to stay focused, continuing to try to achieve a certain level financially. Whereas if I was on my own. I probably would have been bouncing all over the planet, just kind of doing whatever I wanted to do. Because there's a lot of people that look back on their lives, unfortunately, and would say that um, their family kept them from their their aspirations, their hopes, their dreams. I could have been a singer, or an <laughs> artist, or I could have been a pop star. You know, they all say stuff like that. But the truth of the matter is, is like you just said, really. You think so? That's speculation. I mean, there's absolutely no way to know. Because maybe, just maybe, you are as successful as you are in your life just because they were there and they were a part of it and they were motivators and they were yeah, all that's of the what things I'm saying. that were involved. I know, I know, okay. I'm agreeing. Oh. I'm saying, but the, to those that are out there saying that, you know, I could have been this if I had just done that. You know, it's like, well, if you want to be that, there are so many avenues to create those things. Yeah. People are doing stuff that uh, just blow people out of the water. 
and they're doing it from their kitchens or from their office or from their garage, you know, and stuff like that. So nothing's so, holding you back. Right. So what you're saying is a, fam- a family and the responsibilities therein are not an excuse one way or the other. I don't believe so. I believe that if you want to make something happen, you can. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I think that's a really terrible, like, I think it's a terrible thing to do to, like, your kid to say, like, I could have been this if it weren't for you. No. Yeah. <laughs> or I could have been this if it, um, but I decided to <laughs> but have. you know how many parents say oh, that? Yeah. Oh, I so They'll many. be driving down the road, you know, saying it. Oh, and then you'd be like, they're like. And they start crying. The kids, what's wrong, mommy? Oh well, mommy could have been a Broadway star if she should would gotten married and had kids. <laughs> and the kids in the background going, <laughs> yeah. I, "Yeah, I kept you from being happy." <laughs> <laughs> which is, I which I think is an excellent point in that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I've i always sort of operated under this, I don't know, pre- misconception, I guess, that um, that people, like, choose to have families. I realize that a lot of the times it's not always a choice. Sometimes it just happens. <laughs> um, but obviously you my kids like, will never have. I yeah. did it again. <laughs> I'm going to tell so all my kids they were accidents. <laughs> <laughs> and now we well, have and, and a basketball team. Sometimes it's um, it's an expectation that somebody has bought into, whether it's because of some subculture, religion, um, yeah. whatever family some, tradition. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was gonna say that like just the idea that like having a family would hold you back from stuff is well. I. That's I, right, Amanda. Now that you guys are gonna be married. I expect you guys to be pumping them out every nine months. So that's two kids every nine months. And so that means you can have a good sized football team yeah. by the time of three years. <laughs> Although in Amanda's case, I don't think it would be a football team. I think it would be a choir. Softball. <laughs> Softball. <laughs> Isn't that the Yeah, uh, there's the lesbian, the lesbian stereotype. stereotype. Softball team. Softball. Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's get those bats and those balls in the hands early. <laughs> get the bases yes. out in the backyard. <laughs> so uh, I think we interrupted. Where were we going with? Um... Um, oh, so that well, this was kind of back on my previous question about ways in which you feel like the bias is unfair. So if the sort of standard notion is that you are a more like trustworthy and reliable person or even a good person. I mean, I think the article said, I mean, it had to do, it was in the realm of business. So Mm -hmm. it was like capable and responsible kind of a thing. Um, And so I guess like my, there there was something you said earlier when you're talking about, um, Oh, you were just saying that like you feel like having a family was that motivation for you to, um, you know, like yeah. keep going, keep providing for them, and that that created that stability. And I will say that like for me personally, I do think that um, when I'm like working to 
sort of like provide for others, I'm definitely more motivated than mm-hmm. if it's just me working for myself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I will be very clear about this is that I got exactly what I wanted. I, I wanted a family, uh, children, and to be able to experience the process of raising those kids, interacting with them throughout every age. And, you know, by the time they got to be teenagers, it was just, it was just stupid fun. I mean, we were, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. Destroying the neighbors in the front yard with snowballs for attacking one of our own. <laughs> okay, yeah, there there were those moments too, but I was referring referring more to the uh, the uh, the theater, the art, the the sports, the music, and Putting all on the those things in the backyard. Well, we had we had concerts in the backyard. Yes, we didn't, we didn't have plays. But anyway, I so I have found that. When I when I interact with the world and I talk about like my fiance and stuff, mm-hmm. I do feel like I've experienced like a little bit more like um, it's like someone kind of shifts their interaction with you. And for me, I think it has to do with like an age thing because I look so young and um, people usually assume that I'm like in my early 20s and so if i say like oh and my fiance something something i feel like it does kind of like add a little bit more like sense of life experience but i don't i mean but i don't know that it should but i feel like it does there is the bias there and so i'm just saying that like i'm starting to experience it a little bit um well there's a like a transition of like in the ages or whatever and i don't know when it is but they go from oh you're just a swinging single you lose the respect when you had it when you were younger you had oh you're swinging single all right you know and then you get into the age where you know back when you were younger they're like oh you're married and then you get into the older they're like oh you're married that's cool you know and they're happy for you you know and then later on down the road they oh you're married you know it goes back to the old (laughs) and it goes back to the oh you're swinging you're you're divorced all right (laughs) i I don't know what that transition or where it's at but there's something between kind of like 20 to 30 to 40 and then over when you get to 40 to 50 it's like oh back to the yeah. That's funny. I didn't I yeah, that's that perception of like when it's socially acceptable to get married. It's funny because I so like by with the world like, you know, worldly standards like like what you're saying about age, etc. Like I'm 30 and so that's about the time that, you know, the people of the world start thinking about marriage. Um but I am I'm the last sibling in my family to get married. And, um, yeah, it's definitely, there's, there's, uh, it's, it's different. What, what was the, um, how old was the youngest to get married in the family? I 21? believe it was m- uh, Not 21. who, I was going to say what age. Yeah. 21? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's quite a span. Almost, yeah. almost 10 And that years. goes back to that cultural thing. So like in a family or a religious setting or so forth, they promote it more at a certain youthful age. But like you said, more of the societal thing. Yeah. If you're outside of those kind of, you know, organizations or groups or whatever, it's, you know, up into the late 20s, mid or um, up into the early 30s where 
you know, that's a good time to be getting married because mm-hmm. you've got your education behind you. You've got a good foothold into your uh, your employment and you're stable and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, from what I've noticed and, uh, yeah. and from my experience of life too, because, I mean, I was looked at one way when I was young and, well, actually, I, I didn't do too bad. I wasn't too young when I got married, but young enough that I still got the comments until I was about 30 and then it was normal and it was okay and it was in the right you know time and stuff and so part of the bias that I've um, uh, noticed in the community of um, uh, the LGBTQ is that right? Mm-hmm. Did I get them all right? Um, is that if you're settling down it almost seems more respectful because they are also seen as being more of a wild wild bunch, yeah. you know, kind of thing. So if you're getting married, it it, it seems more respectful. But mm-hmm. so from what I've observed, I don't I'm I'm myself don't know. Yeah, I mean there's definitely a bias that like if you're in the queer community, you're like more um there's yeah, there's a stereotype that you're like more wild and crazy and promiscuous and all that jazz. And so, yeah, I can see how that would be a thing seen as, yeah, more settled and stuff. So do you feel like through the process of, of this wedding preparation and everything that's going into it, you're talking about biases um, in the people that you're interacting with, do, are you experiencing um, what you feel like is a greater level of respect than you've experienced previously in as a single woman? <laughs> I'm sorry, this question doesn't make sense to me because she's her experiences are in getting married. So how could she have experienced it in a different way? Because she's. Well, I feel like I mean, it's not like you can experience that as a single person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you're getting married. Yes. That's exactly what I said. So she's been. I just don't understand it. Sorry. Well, she's she been just means there's like. I've got a ring on my finger. And I feel like even just having a ring on my finger makes it so that people take you more seriously. Take you seriously. Yeah. yeah. So that's what she's experienced. And that's what I heard her say she's mm-hmm. experienced. So f- going from being single. To getting married, like being in the process of in the process of getting married, she's now experiencing something new. She's experiencing. In my mind, I'm, your question involves the wedding process, and you're talking about other situations other than the planning part, yeah. right? Well, the plan. I mean, when you say the planning part, you mean like just me interacting with the world, and like, is that what you mean? Like, I mean, because like I go to the bank. And I mention my fiance or I go to the pharmacy and mention my fiance. And I just feel like it's a little different than before when it was like, oh, I'm just picking up stuff for me. Like there's something about. I don't know. I don't know if it's. That's where my question, his question kind of threw me because I was like, is he talking about like the actual planning process or as you're planning all of the other worldly, you know, interactions that you deal with as well? Like you just said, the bank. Yeah, because before, uh, when we were visiting, before today, um, what I took away from what you were talking about is is that you feel like um, 
your experience in the preparations and in the organization and everything else is is different. And I'm asking you, how is it different? Or is it different? Are you just anticipating that things are gonna be different? I mean I'm I'm I've experienced a difference just as I've said before, but um yeah, I guess I can't really know what it'll be like after, but um other than knowing that there's just a bias towards um yeah, just like married people getting treated with more like respect. Mm. <laughs> and um okay. but I I don't know, who knows if that'll translate over into this brings up an interesting topic because we're talking about your useful marriage which is wonderful beautiful great however we are divorced yes. <laughs> james and i yes. and uh do, do you experience any kind of kickback disrespect any kind of difference of people che- treating you because you're divorced no None. I, yeah. So people don't treat you like you're a failure or like, oh, you're divorced, so you must have done something wrong. No, no. Um, No, I don't experience that at all. I I mean, I bet historically that was probably, well, I know historically that he would have been, you would have been judged for that. If you were a woman, you were definitely would have been judged for that. And that's interesting because earlier when you were talking about as it relates to jobs, this is kind of a side tangent, but you know, back in the day, once a woman got married, she wasn't legally allowed to work anymore. And when you talked about like how the idea of having a family, um, I mean, and this kind of veers over into like sort of like gender bi- biases, um, where Typically, if you, if it's a man that has a family, he's seen as more stable and more committed to providing for his family. But if a woman has a family, she's seen as like, and again, this is like traditional, like quote unquote traditional gender roles. <laughs> um, it's seen as like a liability. Like I can't promote this woman because if she has a family down the road, how is she going to be able to be present in her career and or also have a family? Pregnant, she's yeah. an automatic liability. Yeah, exactly. I've heard of that too. So, so. there's. Um, it def- <laughs> it's obviously not like oh yeah um, like a what if their kids get sick mm-hmm. or yeah I remember that a lot of that oh she's a mom or oh you know this kind of thing and there's this it's like yeah well the dad can go home and deal with it too it's like there's yeah. not just one parent and and there's yeah I, I, yeah I, I get what you're saying on that it's, what I'm sorry but this is one thing that just bugs me irks me to death is this whole thing about women and mm-hmm. men and the way that women are treated differently than men and I never one of the things that I have the highest respect for and the most appreciation and love for is the the, the stay at home parent mm-hmm. or the and even more I said the superhero in my mind is a single parent mm-hmm. because they're having to do it all on their own um, yeah and I, I just to have to deal with that as well as part of it, you know, yeah, I'm a single mom trying to support four kids and I'm trying to get a job and the person's, um, has this bias against me because I'm a mom, I have kids and that keeps me from getting the job as well. I mean, just, that's sad. 
Well, and that may be why when I was referring earlier to um, interviews or job um, resumes, uh, employment applications way, way back in the day, all that's been removed. So that information does not, should not, is not supposed to come up in an interview. Yeah, unless in friendly conversation. So hey, had a, do, 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 do. no, they not people even do a, that. In the, not even inter- a friendly conversation. No, can, the you, interviewers do it intentionally and lead the conversations in ways that they get information out of people. I know you're about to tell me that that's not okay, but yeah, there's a difference between like what is allowed legally and what actually happens in life. That's kind of like a just broad blanket statement. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I mean, how many times? I've seen people do something when they're renting someplace to somebody that's illegal, um, that um, they have patrons coming in and they're doing something that's not accessible. Mm. That f- experience that you had the other day with re- accessibility issues with regards to taking mom's thing up to the storage unit. You oh, remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things in life that people love to say, call the ACLU and we'll fix this. And it never happens. I mean, and there's stuff that they put on a, a rental agreement that's completely illegal. Yeah. They can't put that stuff. They can't tell you whether you can do this or that, but yet they try to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, th- this um, hiring people, and I mean, it just goes unreported. I mean, how many people are going to actually say, um, I felt like I was being discriminated against because of this? Mm-hmm. I mean, and when somebody does, nine times out of ten, Nothing, nothing goes anywhere unless it's some kind of high profile, high celeb, high something huge, you know, yeah. and people really make a fuss about it. Like these, you know, something that goes viral kind of thing. It would have to be something like that in order for somebody to get something done about it. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> this is one of the things we were talking about with regards to the, the legal system and everything else. I mean, this, this, gen- this bias betor- towards marriage is very much has to do with all of the different biases throughout every individual's existence. I mean, like for instance, I know this sounds pathetic, but I have a bias because of my size. Mm, I'm no, too big. I, yeah. People are constantly judging me, constantly saying things. So, you know, sometimes even people making comments and stuff, and it's like, you know, so yeah. D- with regards to bias, it's just it, it's just a difficult. It's one of those things you have to deal with, but there's nothing really you can do about it. Yeah, and I, and I guess that's the tricky thing with um, bias and pre- preconceived notions is that it is, it is usually like um, this opinion that's built up over you know however many years based on all this like all these historical events and old um, ways of thinking because like I'm just thinking about how much over the course of this conversation um, it comes back to feeling like um, if you sort of like fall into the the like normal confines of the um you know, what's seen as like the traditional American family. Um, it's like you kind of benefit from the from the fact that that's seen as like the normal good thing to do. And if you like fall outside of that, um, 
in you know anyway it can really start to you can you can start to see how 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 everything is set up so much for like this very specific like box of person that um not everyone is <laughs> and well um, uh, yeah and, and what's interesting is to see how currently over the last i don't know five ten years or so that box has been broken down on the side at so many times mm-hmm. with the lgbt community with race with religion with you know politics with all of these different things people are busting down these barriers of the norm and Mm -hmm. creating this i think it's a greater expansive space of individuality and that's what i think is what's awesome is that Mm -hmm. more and more the individuals are being looked at for their individual achievements and tasks and so on and so forth and not as much being judged by their look or their religion or where they're coming from and stuff that they're slowly getting to that. Don't get me wrong. I understand there's still a lot of bias that goes on and there was more so back, you know, in 20, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, but we are making that slow transition out of that, which is really awesome. Totally. I think that you have to change act like real human people's minds before you can change the structures that support all of that and i do feel like right now yeah this the structures in our like the way that society is set up it favors the the people that fall into that original box but like yeah i I agree that like the the minds are changing quicker than and then uh you know like structure um yeah hearts and minds have to change before so that's where it starts yeah, which um, first starts in um, movies and television. Well, and as uh, my experience of James and of you, I've also noticed a lot of uh, things that come up that were imprinted, per se, mm-hmm. like burned in at a very old, young age, and sometimes things will come up. I've done it, too. Um, James pointed out the other day that I made a joke that back in the day when I joked around with my um, gay friends that were around me, I'd make a joke and it would just be laughed off, no big deal. But in today's society, if I say that, I'm you know, saying something rude about them and I'm making light of a, a, a difficult situation that they went through, mm-hmm. which I had to take pause and go, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Didn't mean to. I was just goofing around well you and i um had tim and i had a conversation in the car on the way over about how um the light in which and this is probably you know a topic for another day because um as it relates to you know jokes and comments at like gay and lesbian people's expense i guess because like i love a good lesbian joke especially since so many of the stereotypes are true in my case but um i think that for me at least it's like i don't know you should just be able to laugh about stuff <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, but it's gonna have it, it's gonna be the source and the intent too that's true be- because like tim was just talking about being around his friends being around your friends mm-hmm. 
where you've kind of got this sort of code of conduct that's amongst friends is different than just, I mean, the reference that I made to Tim is he said something to a complete stranger Mm -hmm. the other day. And I was like, okay, that is different Mm -hmm. than being able to say amongst friends. And so, you know, like you're saying, you, 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 a lesbian (laughs) just said you like a good lesbian joke. Mm -hmm. Okay. But from the wrong person in the wrong context, the same Mm -hmm. joke is going to be very, very offensive. The softball one's a pretty safe joke. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you're you're Monk's family here. So, oh, yeah, that's right. And hopefully, I'm related to you guys, aren't I? Yeah. And hopefully, we don't offend any listeners in the process. Oh, (laughs) boo hoo. (laughs) 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 Sorry. Love you all, but. People listen to this? Those are your feelings, and you choose to feel away, so stop. That's usually my attitude. I just pretend like nobody listens. That's how I. Get through. <laughs> That's how I get through most things is just pretending and like no one's that email see it. is Amanda at <laughs> my social security number is. I'm just kidding. No, any any uh, complaints about our uh, behaviors that are offensive? Send to Amanda. <laughs> email so Amanda at battendownthehatches.com. That's right. I guess so I should say that. I'm going to take a minute to plug. If you do have any questions for the podcast, feel feel goodness. Feel. Peel, Peel free. <laughs> Peel, Peel free. free. <laughs> Peel free to tell me. Um, feel free to email Amanda with two N's. That's A-M-A-N-N-D-A. At battendownthatches.com. And batten with an O. I feel like that's going to be an interesting SEO challenge to get people to type in our last name instead of how you would actually spell batten down the hatches. Yeah, but I I've kind been of trying to figure out Google and have them say... Because when they, you type it in and it says, did you mean Ian? Yeah. And it's like, no. <laughs> I <didn't>. And I <laughs> think it, it will probably just be about like getting enough stuff out there. Because when I was doing my own stuff um, musically, I, um, yeah, I was actually pretty surprised how um, often, even, even though it said like, did you mean Ian instead of O-N, it's like it still brought up all my stuff. So we just need that to happen. Yes. This has been Search Engine Optimization Ideas with Tim and Amanda. <laughs> Is this like Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah. I don't know how I'm anyone... I'm just knows. a bill <laughs> sitting on the steps of the hill. <laughs> this has been our entertainment um, <laughs> podcast for... So do you feel like when you or do you feel like coming away from this, you have any differing opinions about whether or not people who are married are treated differently and whether or not you're I don't know, you're okay with that? What are your thoughts? Do you feel changed? Did this conversation open your mind? No, it just made me think about uh, it in a in a different light Mm -hmm. and kind of made me reevaluate the many times that I may or may not have been a part of, whether on the receiving end or on the giving end of that uh, familia biased mm-hmm. bias. But I think it definitely is, uh, I think it's real. I think your observation mm-hmm. is spot on that. But I do think it plays both ways. That that there's a, there's people that view it as a good thing and a bad thing. 
Yeah. Okay. Kind of like anything in life, you know, you could use it for good. You can use it for bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's interesting because I thought uh, when I introduced the topic that you were going to say that. Well, I think that you your initial your initial stance was that it exists, but it's not fair. The bias toward. No, I don't. Marriage. Um, you I don't think, think that's it's the, fair. Yeah, I think that's the nature of bias. I, every but indiv- it's usually not fair. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not fair because you have to. Thus, the word that it was created for that purpose <laughs> is to describe something that is not fair. I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because um, a person a person should be, um, if you will, judged on the merits of their abilities, and um, that includes their ability to perform. Whatever task, job, or and and whatever connection they have to family or any number of other things that we've alluded to mm-hmm. is pretty irrelevant. Mm. This bias issue is why there's laws in place with regards to some issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because there's so many people that don't take that into consideration, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so the law forces them to do so. Yeah, you say, hey. Got to got to let these yeah. people work here, you know. You got to let those people work here too. Because oh, even but I though only they, like these kind yeah. of people. Well, even I and one thing that I want to say on the topic of bias, we I mean, so often I talk about, at least in my life, I talk about unconscious biases, and how, like, sometimes I'll joke about how I'm racist, but <laughs> it's because I'm using that as an opportunity to re-examine, like sort of notions that I grew up with versus how I've as an adult person actually been able to learn and grow and experience the world kind of a thing because you can think that you're a great person that loves everyone and still be um, under the influence of these unconscious biases and so I think what you made a great point that those laws exist not for the people who want to be like oh he 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 I'm gonna screw this um group out of a job by ignoring them usually what's happening is that the person is not even thinking about the fact that they're prefer like giving a certain group preferential treatment they it's unconscious and yeah, that's it's why it's just part of their programming yeah, when i joke about like these like be, when i joke about being racist it's because i want to examine my own unconscious biases and i want to examine the things that i am judging people unfairly on because everybody has unconscious biases everybody there's no such thing <laughs> as being like 100 percent like um open and loving and like i feel like people um <laughs> i like to joke that because i am a part of a um because i'm a part of a couple different minor- minorities women well women aren't a minority they're majority but they're in a treated uh, as a minority yeah um and I'm a lesbian, and so I joke that, um, oh well, I can't be like I can't be sexist because I'm a woman, or oh I can't be I can't be homophobic because I'm gay. <laughs> but those just aren't true statements. You can be both gay and homophobic. <laughs> wow, true. we've cut a broad swath today, yeah. haven't we? That's what happens when I try to pick a topic and then we go all the way. No, it was a good know, topic. It's a, the sub the subconscious um, biases that you're. Unconscious. unconscious biases. Mm-hmm. 
is also the unconscious biases that we have towards ourselves. Oh, yeah, totally. So there's... You can I have mean, internalized... It's not, it's not just the way we view the world, but it's also the way we view ourselves. And totally, totally. I totally agree. I'm just saying that is it's kind of like an all-encompassing thing that we have to constantly raise our awareness to mm -hmm. a new level of understanding that when we're saying something, as I've explained to James many times, is that to stop and be aware of what you're about to say and what you're going to do in that interaction and are you present in the moment and are you present with the individual and are you seeing the individual or is there things that you're bringing to the foreground i.e. biases so kind of a prejudgment well maybe that's a topic for another uh, podcast it's, Actually, it's a great one how are we how are we uh, unjustly judging ourselves mm. how, yeah but how, how do we prejudge ourselves and others absolutely yeah That was our conversation. Batten Down the Hatches is produced and edited by Amanda Batten. Its executive producers are Timmy the Genius and James Batten. If you enjoy Batten Down the Hatches, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes. Thank you to our listeners and patrons who make the show possible. To become a patron, visit battendownthehatches.com.